podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Dear gas prices, go take a hike. Toyota is the number one retail brand for electrified vehicles for 22 years. The Toyota hybrid lineup brings efficiency with power and savings with style. Not to mention top tech to help keep you connected. Plush premium interiors and the most advanced Toyota safety features. So, now you know who you're talking to. Toyota, the number one retail brand for electrified vehicles for 22 years. With a hybrid or electric vehicle built for every driver. Seriously, dear gas prices? Do you really think you can stand in our way? Think again. Toyota hybrids. Find yours at toyota.com. Toyota. Let's go places. Based on manufacturer estimates, see why 2000 through 2021 sales. I mean, just listen to him. Ridiculous night there at Goodison Paul. Uh, just plays it all coming over now to the to our end. I've tried the corner, he's giving his shirt away. I mean just listen, just listen to this. Frank Lampard's over here now with a Charleston. Ridiculous night, absolutely insane. Alex Orobi, 19 plus 8 or 9, it must have been. Wow, what a massive, massive night. I mean, those last few minutes just felt absolutely sick thinking Newcastle were going to get the equaliser, but I mean, fucking hell. The lads stuck in there. We haven't seen much of that this season, but against that's against the wall. They stuck at it. And they got it. Alex Rovi, the hero. And again. Just have a listen to this. Shortly with Mark Mosey. 
to reflect on that. I mean, where did he even fucking start? Off the top, he's getting. We're back outside the brick. Um, I'm joined by Mark Mosey. I'm not sure he's got a word in him. Um, I think we're both a bit emotional there, mate, aren't we? It's just one of those nights where when Alan got sent off, you thought it was gone, you thought it was in, and then, I mean, fucking hell. We've, we've, we've dug these lads out this season. We've, we've caught them all sorts, but those last 20, 30 minutes, whatever it was, they, they stuck in, they gave it everything, and they've got a fucking enormous result for us there. I'm just glad that your voice is like mine. <laughs> um, Do you mean cracking or gone or both? I have never known an individual moment in that stadium like that goal tonight and you know I know we we, we champion a goal by Mikel Arteta in a game that ultimately meant absolutely nothing to us but that meant everything and the, the, the only thing you could say about that moment the last 15 and in particular the last what was it seven after Alex Iwobi's goal was, it was the longest football match in history that wasn't it <laughs> it's just for so many non-handcuff related reasons it was an unbelievable night um, for, do you know what in, in a game that will not go down in any neutrals memory as being a classic and it's probably one that Newcastle dominated and looked relatively comfortable on the ball for, for far too long for anyone's liking but it just relied on one individual moment and it, it, always, it always felt for me like a game whereby it was going to take not necessarily a special moment but just one individual break or one individual lapse and the other team was probably going to find it pretty difficult to come back because there was a notable lack of firepower um, everything I've just said is bollocks because <laughs> the, the, only, the only thing that matters is that Everton have got those three points it's come from such an unlikely source in Alex Awobi who's obviously had the point to prove pretty much since he came to Everton and every player around them has been intent on showing that and we've seen that in the past haven't we when Awobi has produced moments of positivity and the players are straight on his back and looking to get the fans on board and he's absolutely done that tonight but from, from, a, from a fan experience point of view from an emotive point of view that moment is, is one that you, you look around at Goodison Park if for that and for the final whistle and you just think why on earth are we ever leaving this building because that was just electric I don't I, I, don't, I don't I mean people here thinking going down are we fucks they all in the corner I mean I mean um, I don't know I, I don't feel like elated or it, it, it just feels like all the the bad emotion that's been festering in me throughout this season yeah. and listen we're not out of it yet I think, I think we all know that but it felt like all the bad emotion that's been festering over the last few weeks and seeing the team perform as poorly as they are like it all just came out in that moment there yeah. um, and then all of a sudden it was like oh shit we've got another 10 minutes to go here yeah. before we've got, to, we've got to keep these out but I mean you sit at that end I mean just just talk us through that that, that final moment because it you know from our end it looked like Dom got the ball sort of stuck under his feet and then it just somehow found his way to Alex and Ruby and, and, and do, do, do you know what mate I, I don't know why but you always have that flash in your head don't you of a player going through on goal and you think they're going to score here or they're going to yeah. miss me here. and as soon as it fell to me I thought I fancy him he scores I, 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 yeah. I, I, just, I just thought he's, he's going to finish this and listen he didn't, he didn't have the best game he's fair to the lad he ran his bollocks off again tonight playing on that right hand side but I mean fucking hell he's, he's, he's done it he's, he's in Everton I mean if we stay up this season now 
we will look back on this night and go, that was the moment things started to turn. I want to get my season tickets in the Awobi and the Bramley Moor. Um, but yeah, I mean, when he picks up on the ball, he, he does the thing that we've all been crying out for Alex Wobie to do in an Everton shirt and that's pick the ball up in central areas of the pitch and run at the opposition's back four and th- that, that will always terrify opposition players in the same way that it absolutely terrified us down at Tottenham a couple of weeks ago and yeah we haven't got the notable quality to, to rival players like Son and Kane in, in, in doing that but as soon as he picks up the ball and starts asking questions of the back four, and he's actually got a target man in someone like Calvert Lewin, who it's a great layoff, by the way. It's absolutely all, perfect. All beer yeah. plays that plays a small part in in the goal, but I, I look around at other attacking players in the Everton squad and think, well, he, even Richarlison for everything that he offers, does he have the composure and the the, the lack of selfishness in that moment to, to square a little side ball? And as you say, when it falls to Alex Iwobi, I know this will sound absolutely crazy for anyone who's ever seen this man play football, but there was a moment of quiet suspense and and time-stopping clarity where we all knew that Alex Iwobi was going to find that bottom corner. (laughs) It's weird, isn't it? I can't can't tell you why that was the case. I'm not not even saying that now in hindsight. But but as soon as it went to him, like you said, everyone sort of that collective breath and you thought... He's going to finish this. There, there was that kind of apologetic moment of resignation from the keeper. If you watch it back, he doesn't even really stretch a massive arm out. And whether he's a closet Evertonian or he just <laughs> knows that that ball has beaten him, I don't know. But it, it was just... On, honestly, there'll be more important goals that are hopefully more important goals for far more positive reasons that are scored be it at Goodison Park or Bramley Moor but that is one of the iconic moments in Everton's recent history I mean, and th- that, that's pathetic I know talking about a relegation battle but we were talking about this before the game in terms of have, have we got a set of players or an individual player or, or hopefully an entire squad who are capable of making themselves immortal over the next 10 weeks moments like that are probably a good step towards it and as much as I don't really care about the next few weeks Obviously, 25 points or wherever we're on at the moment is not going to be enough. But I think the thing that you said about not being totally elated, it's probably because you know that there's a lot more work to done. The reason that I am... I mean, I am really. I know, (laughs) but... (laughs) for, For the sake of dramatics, the reason that we're not going totally over the top here is... Obviously, there is more work to be done, but I think the important thing tonight was that we quite simply didn't get beat or, or and I know that the red card changes it and you know a, a point becomes something that we're all a lot more content with but going into the game tonight if, if anyone was offered a point you automatically cut off that that medium of momentum don't you and I know, I know we said at the weekend that momentum isn't everything and each individual game is going to be have to be treated on an isolated basis but what does that do for all of us stand outside here what does that do for Alex Iwobi what does it do for every other Everton player including Richarlison who was behind the goal celebrating when Iwobi scored which was absolutely insane having been substituted off five minutes earlier just an, an unbelievable moment in a match where if for no other reason it felt like the referee's performance and it's obviously not something that we're we're going to look back and dwell on thankfully now because the result went in our way but that was one of the worst officiating performances that we've had 
in the Premier League and we've had some absolute shitbags this season I mean I, I just you say about Richie Arlison there I just, I just want to talk about I mean what, what was going on around you when, when that went in I mean th- there's a fella who just appeared next to me on my left hand side like who, who are you how, how, did, how, did you, how did you end up on my row the, the first time that I managed to look at the pitch which I appreciate was probably about 30 seconds after the goal there was two fellas getting arrested on the halfway line. <laughs> I thought so, someone's had a great time when that goal went in. That but... must be a record for Goodison for arrests tonight because the, the lad who protested oh. got arrested. The lad who came on to bang out the protester got arrested. There's about three or four people on the pitch at the end that must have got arrested. Just a, a night of. It, the only thing that really relates to that is that for people who've been to European nights and, and you know late finishing cup matches at Goodison, it feels like we just enter this alternate Everton reality where time doesn't mean anything anymore. And and quite frankly if the game went until 1am no one would be surprised it, it certainly had that feel tonight for anyone who knows the park end or has sat there before you'll know that a, a, a polite round of applause and a quick trot back to the halfway line is the characteristic celebration but that was absolutely insane absolutely incredible moving rows in the park end is not something that is <laughs> reserved for small feats but that was one tonight and you know, we said before the Wolves game at the weekend that this was disappointingly one of the biggest weeks in Everton history and and that's going into games against Wolves and Newcastle and Crystal Palace and it doesn't sound like much but if, if you could hear what we're hearing outside the brick pub outside Goodison Park tonight flags waved you'll know that it means absolutely everything I mean you, people will be able to hear that from the end and you could, you could see what it meant to people like Seamus Cole and Ben Godfrey at the end there as well as well coming over but I mean, the, the, the thing I loved about the goal I've just, just sort of seen the celebrations back then is a way of being Carvalhoon sort of do like so their, calm. their calm pose <laughs> celebration and Anthony Gordon's legs are past them and wants to jump into the crowd and, and Richarlison's in, in that end but I mean Gordon is someone I want to speak about because I think he had a tough role tonight. He was sort—I think he was sort of played as a, as a number ten to sit on that Grimares and start to stifle him from getting the ball yeah. and, and putting it around. And I mean, he, that game must have been about 110 minutes in the end there by the time it finished. And that lad, he, he put—I think he put the weight of that team on the shoulders. He, yeah. he charged after everything. He carried the ball forward. There was a little moment before we actually scored when he got in, didn't he? And, tried to win a penalty you think he probably just put his body across the, the market a bit too much but yeah. there's been so much responsibility put upon that lad recently and you know the fans cheering his name every week he's the person that people are looking to on the ball and he's at the end then he was absolutely fucked like in regards to, to physically but yeah. he's shouldering it isn't he and he's, he's not there yet he's not the finished article yet but it just you feel a bit more comforted knowing that there's one of us out there there's an Everton out there who's willing well, to put every single thing on the pitch for this team the thing I was going to say about him just before you said that last sentence was he, he's able and it, it's not everything and, and technical ability is definitely required and luckily he has it but he is able of channeling in particular a home crowd and he knows exactly what's required and you mentioned the moment where he went down on the penalty area he knows exactly what is needed from that moment and it's be direct get in the box and try and try and shit out your team a penalty so you can win a, a crucial game and rightly or wrongly that, that's all you want your trick, tricky pacey winger to do isn't it just be an absolute nightmare for the opposition it, it feels like he's capable of doing that whilst as you say almost being that I'm not going to say a senior presence because he, he clearly isn't and shouldn't it's be in a that presence, team it's just a physical presence all the, the time I, Certainly, if, if you if the, the game I always think back to with Anthony Gordon is the Brentford away game, where for me he just totally lacked maturity. Him and Luca Dean had an absolute nightmare. There was no final product. 
and there was no real substance to his play or him as a man on the football pitch. He's, he's, he's a real physical presence now, and I assume that is something that he and Everton have worked on in terms of bulking him up a bit and, and, and being that important physical figure, which you just quite frankly have to be in this league. But the, the way he is able to, to know when to rally the crowd up I think on the flip side of that, when it is going badly and Alan does get sent off, I, I can even in a, a very short spell of his career, I can think of times where he'd kind of go off on one, go missing for 10 or 15 minutes, probably put a rush challenge of his own in and probably go missing. There is no opportunity or no desire for this lad to go missing in football well, games you want to play centre mid for a bit, then after Alan got sent off? It, it, it's very much a needs-must mentality to him. And it, you know, I, I'm not going to dig the Marty Gray into the ground here, but... That there was a there was a real sense of two wingers who it probably wasn't coming off for tonight, but one of them just knows Everton and knows knows absolutely what was needed tonight. And you know, Damari Gray will have much better games than he did tonight. But when I saw his number go up and not Anthony Gordon's, there was an enormous drop of the shoulders for me because I thought he's very quickly become a player who has to be on that football pitch. You know. Alan gets sent off in the centre of midfield and we have to forego a inverted commas luxury player and we pick off £50 million Richarlison over Anthony Gordon I mean, and that's everything you need to know about the progress he's made this season yeah he's, he's, he's been ridiculous and I think I've not I've, you know I've, I've not seen the red card back again yet really it, oh. I'll be honest in real time I looked at him and thought he's gone here I, I, I sort of thought that the VAR would come up and I said to my dad I think he's going to be lucky to stay on the pitch here but I'm not, I've not seen it again so I don't really know it, it looked it looked it looked, yeah. it, looked it looked dead rash to me but I mean it's instant reaction we'll come and speak about that later in the week but I think from, from that point before that point I think Everton were pretty poor to be honest I think they were imprecise yeah, I think the occasion got to them the pressure got to them and I think Newcastle were the better team and then I think as soon as that that change went and sort of the objective became a bit clear in regards to right it's weird because it, the objective all of a sudden became right we need to get a point here and by doing that and by doing the basics a little bit better and, and by getting our shape and by frustrating them it gave us a platform to sort of go on and, 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 and get more chances then and I think I think in that in those those latter stages I think you've got to give credit to Michael Keane who I think who kept Chris Wood quiet pretty much all night yeah. I think Mason Holgate was, was really good as well it, you know Bella went out being, being a leader I think Begovic bit dicey at times but was quite good under, under the high ball but I think that back four has had a, a lot of stick recently and listen it's it's not solved by any means tonight but I think in, in that spell where they brought on St Maximan and you're thinking fucking hell yeah, there yeah. we go Seamus Coleman's going to have a nightmare it's going to be tough for them they properly dug in and I think you know we've already talked about Gordon we've spoken about tomorrow but them playing in the wide positions really mucked in at that point and both of them were really flagging and I think I think from that point off from, from the red card to the final whistle I think we were really really good yeah do you know what the thing that you said there about Everton not being particularly good and I think I said it at the start of the show as well and it's mad how that at a time where this all means so much there's going to be so much football in the next 10 games that means absolutely nothing <laughs> uh, and you know for, for large spells of tonight we were under pressure and we go, we go back to individual moments don't we in terms of as you say you know Begovic possibly dropping a, a late cross at the end and <laughs> I think every, everyone's heart were in the mouth at that stage but I'm not sure I about, was about the, to be um, sick the, the, the last six minutes then 
Oh, instant migraine. It was. I mean, it, it was. It was horrific. That. Yeah. I, I, I was just convinced that they were. They were going to score. And do you know what the mad thing was? No one knew how long was left because mm. <laughs> there's 14 minutes added on, and then obviously loads we scored. And obviously yeah. we scored, and there's loads of loads of celebrations. Gordon yeah. went down. There's loads of injury time, and I was sort of going, "How long does that to go here?" Yeah. And it was just, no, one had a, no one had a fucking clue what was going on. It was just. Like I can't, I can't, I can't even tell you the eleven players who, who finished on the winning yeah, out because well, the ten, <laughs> brings, yeah. Well, do you know what? Very good point to go back to it because the the uh, the, the shit house move that I like about whether it's an Everton only thing or something that happens in every every Premier League stadium at the moment is replaying tackles after VAR overturned red card decisions, and certainly for my money. That is, yes, a cynical foul, and we all absolutely know what Alan's doing. And I'll be the first one to hold my hand up and say I've been waiting for an Everton player to do that to a player like Alan St. Maximin for absolutely years. Um, I'm not talking about deliberately injuring a player, which clearly wasn't the motive, but just being ruthless in that tackle at a time where he knew his team absolutely needed it. I just, I just thought it was a bit, it was just a bit too reckless. I, certainly, from what I saw in a glimpse of anger looking at the screen to my right in the park end. It looked as though it was very much more ankle as opposed to shin or knee. But you can't do that. I mean, we, 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 this is, but, is it, we, we haven't it, seen it back, have we? No, so, absolutely yeah. not. No, and I'm sure it'll get ridiculed later on. But I, I, I certainly looked at that in live and, and looking back in slow motion as well as saying that is, yes, an incredibly poor, cynical foul. But is it... I mean, what, what does it go down as as a red card? Reckless foul play or whatever the fuck the definition is at the moment. <laughs> it, it, it didn't cross that that boundary for me in terms of being that dangerous and you know what it's it's clearly subjective and, and Everton fans as you'll see here are, are clearly divided on it the, the, the disappointing thing from Alan's point of view now is obviously the suspension uh, we've gone from hoping for a three man midfield to begging for just a one man midfield which is which is quite disappointing again I'm not sure again this, everything we say on this might be proved to be irrelevant but I think now the FA Cup is kept separate isn't it from the league in regards okay. to suspension so I'm not sure if I'm happy about that you might, be, not, to be, you honest, might be able but. to play on a but, 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 but even even looking at that game on Sunday and I know that you know the, the nature of the predicament that we're in is that you take every game in isolation but at least we can go down on Sunday and you know what? There's, there's nothing free hit about the FA Cup for Everton because it means a lot to us and we, we, we've been craving a trophy we've been deliberating for decades about would you take a trophy and get relegated all this all this awful awful narrative that we give ourselves just to give ourselves a, a brief glimpse of glory if we are able to go down to Sellers Park and take some elements of positivity from tonight, I think I think honestly looking at that at Sunday and certainly from two fans here who were going down to Sellers Park, I'd, I'd have been treating that as a write-off on Sunday if we'd have, if we'd have taken a beating here tonight. Well, I, I don't know about you. Before the game, we were like, "Why are we doing this?" Yeah. And now it's like, "Yes, let, let, let's 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 go." You know, wait, everyone's going to be bouncing to that stadium on on Sunday. And for, imagine for a, a group of players who are still probably bopping along to awful music in the dressing room. <laughs> they'll they'll be absolutely craving that moment and feeling some form of you know we talk about pride in the Everton shirt and as as much as we all feel that far more than any Everton player will. I just want them to look like they're enjoying it, and, and maybe on Sunday, on the back of a, a good result, and on, you know, looking forward to a two-week international break, maybe we'll just get an Everton team which, for the first time since September, are able to play with a little bit of freedom, yeah. drop the shoulders a bit, and just go out there and do what they're good at, and, and hopefully, you know, we, we long for these, this eternal turning point, be it a Phil Neville tackle 
or some knobhead chaining himself to the Gladys Street goal. I, you know, what, whatever it takes at the moment to just create some form of chaos, maybe for ourselves, but more importantly for the opposition, we'll all cling on to it. And it, it, it's, it's a quite frankly unbelievable night of football. And, you know, one of those moments that we, we were starting to get into those latter stages of Goodison Park years, thinking how many more of these are we going to yeah, see? Yeah. That that was a massive one, and hopefully it's not the last one in the Premier League. I mean, <laughs> the Sun Wall had a break of it, uh, a seat, a seat here. Uh, Taking a leave out of our book, actually, made for Manfield all those years oh, ago. Yeah, when... we, didn't, we didn't talk about that. <laughs> but uh, but there was just, it was such an event, uneventful game, but on so many little moments here. I mean, the, the lad who ran on to hit the protester after he'd been released and then got, got arrested himself. His first game since Leon at home, <laughs> apparently. But there's, you won't have seen this from where you sit, but it was after we'd scored and they went out for a goal kick and, like, after we'd, uh, after we'd gone ahead, obviously, the Gladys Street was keeping the ball. Like, uh, fans the shot that the went ball. behind the goal. Yeah, the fans yeah. were keeping the ball and then it went, out, it went out again and Mason Holgate came over to the Gladys Street and was, like, saying to the fans... Keep 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 hold of the ball. We you know just just take just take your time. There's another one with Begovic from that goal kick. Dominic Calvert Lewin's had a bit of tussle with not Fraser he'd gone off, but another of Newcastle United's midfielders. And Calvert Lewin just drags him straight off the pitch into the Bullets Road just to cause some form of delay. And I think Joe. We, we talk long and hard about Everton managing important moments of games and as much as we talk about the fact that that was quite a long stint in terms of the seven or eight minutes after the, the goal, yeah. other than ourselves creating something out of nothing, there wasn't really Everton, anything that Everton had to do and I think a lot of that was down to Anthony Gordon going down injured, you know, Calvert-Lewin, the fans, Mason Hallgate, any, any, any one of those things that you want to point out. We, we managed to make that all about us, all about celebrating the last seven minutes of a game that we absolutely needed to win and you know what Newcastle have done their bit they, they've got themselves out of it I, I want to see Everton go away to a Premier League team in early May late April and do and have the night that their fans have had where <laughs> they just have a nice time don't give really a shit about the results and just jog off back knowing that the other team just wanted it far more than them and, and we're going to be on that side of it hopefully very soon I mean, all, all those lads with the T-Rexes bless them Long way back for them tonight, especially with Jordan Pickford not playing. Oh, so is Andy. Divvies, yeah. Um, any of them listening, Okie Journey's going well. Uh, but, yeah, we'll, we'll leave it there. Just, just aghast, aghast what happened there, Goodison Park tonight. Alexander Owobi. Never doubted him. Never thought we'd go down, mate. <laughs> oh, I will come back at you in four games. Bring on the 5 a.m. star for Palace. Oh. Um, but unbelievable, unbelievable night, unbelievable moments. And now, surely Everton, it's got to start turning around after that. The momentum accrued from that. Everyone else here singing. Thursday night, I think anyone's going home. Um, there are seats, there are flags, there are bevies all over the place. But we will leave it there. Cheers to Mosey. And we'll be back. We'll be back later in the week. We'll be back at Palace on Sunday. Hopefully, hopefully celebrating a little trip to Wembley. Who knows? Who knows what's going to happen there? But cheers for listening. Up those fucking toffees. And we'll speak to you again soon. Progressive presents Don't Do It Yourself. Okay, read me the manual. Using a Phillips screwdriver, blinded your halba, busy fits it. What was that? Blinded your halba, busy fits it. This sounds like another language to me. Okay, maybe we should bundle our home and auto with Progressive. We could save big, then pay someone to do it for us. Maybe. What's next? Next, Pony Ostium Pronus and Terra. Was that one Latin? 
Save when bundling home and auto with Progressive and use the money to, you know, not do it yourself. Coverage from Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and third-party insurers. Bundle discount not available in all states or situations. Sports Social Podcast Network.